Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Now, back to Overtime with Kyle Madsen and Alan Stiles on 95.7 The Game. Yeah, that's what's going on. Working on Christmas Eve. Shout out to everybody out there who's also working on Christmas Eve. And a very Merry Christmas to everybody out there, to those who celebrate. If you don't, shout out to you. Thank you for watching. Hoping you're having a great holiday season. Anyways. 49ers 37. Mm-hmm. Commanders 20. You brought up before the break. Brock Purdy and his struggles early in the game. And this is two games in a row where that's really stood out to me. And it's the number one thing that gives me actually confidence Okay. in him moving forward. Before we get to that, I want to take Jacqueline's call because I said it would be the first thing we do on the other side. And I don't want to make a liar out of myself at 5 o'clock on Christmas Eve. So, Jacqueline, welcome to Overtime with Madsen and Styles. What's going on? Hey, happy holidays, guys. Happy holidays. Um, Brock, Brock Purdy was 17-2 and two in October football games at Iowa State University. Great and they stuff. called it Brocktober. And I think in December, he's 4-0 in the Bay Area. We need to call it Brock Ember. A Brock Ember to remember. Go Iowa State, go Niners, go Brock Purdy. Hell yeah. Thanks, wow. Jacqueline. Big Cyclones fan calling that, yeah, in. Yeah, that is, that is a mic drop right there. Brock Ember. Brock Ember. Nicely done. Brock Ember. I'm going to let that one marinate. Per. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I'll think it's work gonna work. Yeah, I'll no, work let, workshop it, workshop yeah, it. We've got yeah. another hour to go, so. Anyways, Brock Purdy, the fact that he struggled a little bit early in the last two games and bounced back to make some big plays, especially that that fourth and three throw to George Kittle that we talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. Niners have the ball in Washington's 11. And going for it, there's the right thing to do. Right. If you're Kyle Shanahan. Because if you kick a field goal, Washington needs two touchdowns to win. If you go for it and don't get it, they still need two touchdowns to win. Exactly. So, I mean, it gives them touchdown and a field goal to tie, but I mean, you're not it's not about playing for ties is mm-hmm. and playing for overtime is not the move. You want to get up by touchdowns. Right. So Shannon goes, okay, we're going for it. And Washington wasn't going to score two touchdowns anyways. So I love going for it in that spot. I love that he had the confidence in Brock Purdy to do that despite some early struggles. He missed throws. He made bad reads. He made bad decisions. He had those two throws tipped at the line. He threw an interception. And although it wasn't his fault. Right. But still, threw an interception. And the fact that all of that went down and Shanahan had the confidence to put the ball in that quarterback's hands and that Purdy had the confidence in that spot to drill the throw in to a tight window to George Kittle. He clearly trusts Kittle, which is another factor, I think, when it comes to you were wondering why they're using Kittle more. Mm-hmm. I think there's a trust factor there. Right. But that's the most impressive thing to me, that Purdy has been able to struggle early in these games, first on the road in a division game in a tough environment, and now in a game against a very good defense, and bounce back to still put together a, a good game. That's crazy impressive to me. Yeah. that's so hard to do. Well, and again, I, I would I don't think I would call this a shootout, but it did get to a point when Dotson started going off and when McLaurin showed up 
where, all right, we got to throw the football, we got to hang around, and, and and Brock Purdy goes out, and yes, it was a bit more high-risk, high-reward than we've seen from him. He does come out with the interception, a couple tip balls. He also comes out with his most yards in a game, and they come out with a W. So if you're looking for boxes to check, this was a box where, all right, you know, a, and somebody in the text line said, I don't know why the – the commanders stopped throwing the football because they actually were doing a, a decent job at mm-hmm. it. I don't really know either. I mean, I know Nick Bosa, maybe they were tired of Heineke getting just slammed by Nick Bosa. Yeah. And he started missing some throws too. I think ultimately, you know, it, his, it, it hit just like we said about the Seahawks. It hit midnight for Cinderella. It, it might have mi- that- hit midnight for Heineke as well. And, and the Niners just, they were the ones that brought that clock to midnight. I can tell you that much. Yeah. And I think, I think that's, that's, that's right. Mm -hmm. Like that's why you didn't see because Washington doesn't want to throw it a ton. Right. They don't trust Taylor Heineke to continue making throws without making mistakes. Mm -hmm. And you saw it, he got hit and fumbled and Jordan Willis recovered it. And Jordan Willis, maybe a player, if you're a just casual, like, yeah, I, I tune in on Sundays, Mm -hmm. Niner fan. You may not even know who Jordan Willis is. Yeah. I, you probably do because he had the blocked punt in the in the you know the, in the divisional game, but he had an excellent game today, mm-hmm. and the fact that he's now coming along along with Nick Bosa and Charles Omenahu and and Samson Ebukam, and now they get Javon Kinlaw back, who I think was was paramount to their ability to stop the run today. Eric Armstead, we all know how good he is. Like this defensive line is really starting to come together, and if they have one more guy like Jordan Willis making impact plays the way he did today. Mm-hmm. That's huge for for this defense, but just to 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 get back to to Taylor Heineke and and why Washington wasn't because if Washington wanted to drop back and try to carve up the 49ers, the 49ers are going to make an adjustment exactly. and it wasn't going to work. The, uh, like we talked about those mid-level throws that they were getting for a bid and uh, for for everybody listening, Kyle, you know, I've said it before, I'll say it again. Kyle gets a little he, he's very rambunctious here in the studio and a couple c- couple balls get I was caught loud today. A couple balls get caught. Well, it's just us here. We're just hanging out, you know, everybody else Already just kicking it for Christmas Eve. Shout out to the rest of the 95-7 The Game family. And and a couple throws at that mid-level. All right. Are the Niners going to put a stop to it? And ultimately they did. I think that if that was still open for the commanders, they wouldn't have abandoned it. I think D'Amico Ryans, it might not be obvious to, you know, anybody watching. Not necessarily obvious to me. All I know is they stopped doing that and there's probably a reason. I mean, besides... Those plays with Sammy Womack, and I'm not picking on him, but obviously when Traverius Ward went out, McLaurin was nowhere to be found. Mm-hmm. You know, he showed up a little bit when they had to throw the football once they got down in the, in the second half. And and like I said, when when Traverius was out, they had that bomb to him. But besides that, you know, they knew the the Niners knew who they had to take away. And when you have a running heavy off a run heavy offense like the Commanders. I think the Niners got surprised a little bit because they were, you know, the commanders were able to move the ball through the air. But again, this was the most bend don't break we've seen the Niners because they just haven't been bending at all lately. And they were due for something like this. And I think they were fine if Washington wanted to drop back and throw it 40 times. Exactly. Like, yeah, sure. Yeah. Make Taylor we're going to make Taylor Heineke beat us. That's it. That's your guy? Yeah. All right. Right. Cool. Yeah. Here. Let it let it rip. <laughs> yeah. Like make it make it happen. And, and right. Washington clearly didn't want to do that. They still ran it 33 times. Yeah. You got it. You they got ran it, it 33 times in a game they lost by 17. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. But Terry McLaurin, to further your point, had that 51 yard catch against against Samuel Womack. Where Womack had pretty good coverage, by the way. Terry McLaurin just is is ridiculous. Take away that 51-yard catch, he had three for 26, including that touchdown. Right. He did have a touchdown. But, yeah, man, that's what this Niners defense is going to do. They're going to make you be perfect. And if you have a 17-play drive and you get in the end zone and you take 10 minutes off the clock, good on you. Let's see if you can do it twice. I'm actually excited not to look too far ahead. I know we'll probably talk a little bit more about it as as we get deeper into the show. But I am excited to see. We don't know. We're not going to see probably the best version of this Raiders offense tonight because I believe it's 10 degrees in Pittsburgh. Is it that warm? I, I think it's <laughs> 10 feels like 5 is the last thing that I saw. But when you do get to that New it's Year's 11. game. 11. Wow, you know, hey, break out the you get, and, and by the way, we might have to take some time at the end to just roast the Seahawks coming out with the no shirts on and you just get destroyed by the Chiefs. Embarrassing. 
I, I don't know what you were thinking, but we'll we'll get to that soon. But going back to you know this Raiders game next week. You know, it's in Vegas. It's going to be warm. The, the Raiders, they got Darren Waller back. They got Renfro back. Obviously, they got Devontae Adams. So this is an opportunity for the Niners. And, and look, say what you want about Derek Carr. He's got some weapons. And obviously, they have Josh Jacobs. So this is one of the most, dyna- on paper, mm-hmm. one of the most dynamic offenses that the Niners will see. So I am really excited to see how the Niners, you know, take this on because, after that, again, you got McSquirrelly in Arizona for their last game. So this is another. So we just saw possibly the best defense that the Niners are going to see before the playoffs. And then next week, you'll probably see the best offense that you're going to see until you get to the playoffs. So a lot of opportunities for the Niners. The 925 is chiming in. Does this count? Because we've been talking about it so much. Does this count as facing adversity for Purdy today? Yeah. I'd say yes. I think so. I'd say there's no way we're going to see any playoff-level adversity. We're just not. So we got to take what we can get. So Willard and Dibs were having this conversation the other day. And Dibs' point was that Purdy hadn't faced any adversity yet Mm -hmm. because he hadn't thrown an interception. He hadn't been down two scores in a game. We're not counting the, like we, we talked about, the Miami Dolphins punt, the punt pick. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. yeah. End of the end of the half. Exactly. Just, yeah. Exactly. So not hadn't thrown like a big interception yet in mm-hmm. a big spot. Well, he did that today. Right. And did they get down two scores? No, not not like that. But there's definitely he's definitely faced adversity. Like he struggled in games. He had to go on the road on a short week where he was hurt. Like, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But again, I think you and I are in the same camp here. And he's still and not hundred percent, by the way. Yeah, he's, he's Dylan and and Dr. Brian Feely again with Willard and Dibs. I produced Willard and Dibs, by the way. Hello, if you're unfamiliar. There you go. Drop nine it. Nine to noon, nine to noon, Monday through Friday. But Dr. Brian Feely was on for the Clear to Play segment and said, like, this is probably just going to be a thing for him the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just, that's that's what's going to happen. So I don't think it looked like it affected him at all today. And I think you're in the camp with me. He has nothing left to prove to me in the regular season. There's nothing. If the wheels suddenly come off, then they just come off. Uh, but but uh, I have no reason to say like I said I I don't I don't have any reason to say that like like he he clearly can't make this throw and once teams make him make this throw he's really gonna I just don't I don't see that yet. This is where it gets interesting. So we've talked about how on paper and this this Raiders team offensively could be dynamic, right? And they haven't had a lot of their pieces. They finally got Waller back. They finally get Renfro back. It's just been Devontae Adams and Josh Jacobs. So this is something that we can look forward to in terms of what to prove to anybody. If the Raiders, this is the team. I just don't see it. It's not going to happen against the Cardinals. All right, as much as I love McSorley, it's not going to happen. But if the Raiders are rocking in Vegas – you know, good weather. Mm-hmm. And they do come out and punch the Niners in the mouth, a la the Dolphins, but then they double up on it. Sure. They double up on it, and now it's, what, 10 nothing, maybe you know, 17 nothing. My question is this. It's not even so much about Kyle Shanahan. Or, or It's not even so much about Brock Purdy. If you're Kyle Shanahan and you're in a position where people are grabbing film on you, People are grabbing tape on you. You're probably not going to – you could get that two seed. You're probably not going to get the one seed. Maybe the Vikings – you know, I don't know when the Vikings play next week. Maybe you already know the Vikings won. Are you going to completely open up your playbook and allow possible playoff, you know, playoff teams to see what you do in certain spots? Or do you say, you know what, we got what we got. We're going to stick to the plan. We're going to keep it somewhat conservative. Yes, Niner fans will have to hear it from Raider fans for a year, but I'm not opening up the playbook to catch this Niner team, you know, and and get a or catch this Raider team and get a W that ultimately, maybe at that point, doesn't matter as much. But if he does decide to do that, that would be an opportunity for Brock Purdy. Okay, let's see him. Let's see him when he has to. He has to chase a team. We, we saw it a little bit against the Dolphins, but not for long. Let's see what he has to do when he has to chase a team by mm-hmm. two scores. The fact that they created so many explosive plays today makes me think they'd be okay in that spot. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you never you never know how a guy reacts. But that's the thing is he's – the fact that he's just gone ice in his veins in every spot that he's been in makes me at least confident. Right. It's no longer, eh, like we'll just kind of see. It's – this is enough. Like, he's doing enough. 
And we'll know. We'll know. We'll know. Is he missing throws? Is Kyle Shanahan going for it, basically? Is he trying to get this W? So, I don't think it's like they're going to come out against the Raiders or or against against Arizona if they they need to win and just pack it in. Right. Or if they don't need to win. Yeah. Like, if they go in, I don't think they can even go into Week 18 where they know that they'll have anything clinched. Because if they're tied, yeah, no, they can't. They can't clinch before week eighteen, even the three seed. Even the three seed. Okay, well, there you go. So, I, I, I'm no, their three seeds clinched. They're, they're, okay. they're at least okay. three, yeah. the two. I'm, I'm, so the Vikings, the the Vikings and the Packers, I believe they they play at one twenty five. So it's not as if the Vikings would have, because I believe the Niners and dude, the, they're going to try and beat the Raiders. They all play at one twenty five. They're going to so, try. They're going to try and win sure. on Sunday. I'm just saying, if they had that 10 o'clock game, Vikings already won, Nine, or Raiders get out to a hot start, am I going to expose my playbook right to chase this W? To your point, they probably will. Yeah, They probably will. And I'm excited for it because that, again, not that I still think Brock can check too many, too many more boxes before the playoffs, but if there was one, sure, if the defense, for some odd reason, just gives up a ton of points sure. and they got to try to catch them, let's see what Brock can do. The other thing the other thing that, that came out of today, we have three starts now and, and three quarters of another game. Mm-hmm. I don't think that if Purdy does, like, let's say, in one of these last two games, just have a really bad day. I don't think I would even be like, oh, there it is. Like, that's what, because we have enough of a sample size now to go, oh, well, there will be some level of bounce back. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's encouraging. And that's, that's just kind of like the confidence that, that for me personally is getting built because I've been very like arm's length on the Purdy thing. Right. After the Washington game, it was like, okay, that was neat. Let's see what he does when a team has a week to game plan for him. And it's Todd Bowles, a very good defensive coach. Okay. Does really well against the Buccaneers. Has the one interception called back, you know, you can nitpick, but I mean, for the most part, really good. Right. Okay, but now let's see him go on the road in a short week. And he's banged up. And it's a division game. Okay, plays pretty well. Bounces back within that game. Didn't get off to a great start. Mm-hmm. Bounced back, made a couple plays late. We saw the third and one, runs it. Like, okay, that's cool. And now this week, against a top 10 defense, top five, mm-hmm. whatever you want to top, like I said, third and yards, ninth and scoring. A really good defense, especially a really good defensive line of good pass rush, and handled himself pretty well. Right. So, if he's going to just handle himself well, and his interception not on him today, mm-hmm. if he's just going to handle himself, that's all they need. Exactly. And I have no reason to think that he's not going to. The thing is, those the shorter passes, those are the ones that you could be a little worried about because he is fitting into some tight windows. Even early on in the game, we, you know, we were sitting down watching thinking, "Whoa, I mean, he's playing with fire a bit." So the short passes, those are the passes that I think, "All right, you get to, you know, a playoff." And and look, that is a playoff level defense. The the Commanders could could, could very well get into the playoffs. So you're thinking, "All right, Maybe, you know, the deeper you get in the playoffs, is he going to be able to pull this stuff off, you know, when people get more film on him, things like that. The deep shots, though, Kyle, those mm-hmm. deep shots, there's not, he's not necessarily, and this is not to take away from Brock Purdy, because what he's doing is allowing these things to happen. But he's not having to throw, he's not having to throw these receivers open. He's not throwing Kittle open. He's not necessarily throwing these guys open. It's the scheme. It's his ability to evade the pass rush. That's what's helping. So it's not as if you're going to get to the playoffs and these and, and maybe because the defenses are better, it's not as if he's going to get to the playoffs and I got to fit it in. I got to fit these right. you know, long yeah, throws yeah. out. They're just not going to take those shots if they're not there. Yeah. You know? Now, what risk aversion, risk like, aversion is, is exactly. a big deal. Exactly. All the plays that we're seeing today, how many, they're pretty wide open. But how many times, okay, but to that point, how many times did we did we gripe about Jimmy Garoppolo missing those open throws? I, I would agree with that. And that was such a talking point coming in with Trey Lance. It's like, man, can you just hit the open ones? Right. Can you just hit the guys? And that's what Purdy's doing right now. Mm-hmm. That touchdown throw to George Kittle down the middle of the field, which, by the way, Kyle Shanahan said after the game that that play is designed for Ray Ray McLeod. Mm. That was and that's why McLeod and Kittle were next to each other 
But Kittle saw the way they were covering the Niners. And again, this is where Christian McCaffrey's gravity comes in. The guys who were supposed to be getting depth and not allowing Kittle down the field just ran to McCaffrey. And so Kittle instincts goes down the middle of the field. And that's where Purdy, Mm -hmm. seeing that, recognizing that, gets it to Kittle. Yeah. And I was very, very impressed. I don't want to say blown away because that's dramatic. Mm-hmm. And frankly, I like I wasn't. Purdy just kind of did what we knew he could do. Exactly. I wasn't blown away by today, but I was very impressed with the way he handled a game that I thought could be really tough for him. Yeah. Look, again, everybody's looking forward to the New Year's game. You know, oh, the Commanders, yeah, they beat the Eagles, but, you know, they're one-trick ponies and you 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 slip up and next thing you know, you're, you know, you're in a battle and they I wouldn't they never let it get there, right? Was it a mm. bit tougher than maybe they expected? Sure, but it also wasn't really tough. <laughs> you mm. know, I mean, they're, the, the commanders, the fumbles, yeah. things like that, they kind of shot themselves in the foot a little bit. But at the same time, you know, there's a reason for that. And I think that, you know, there's no more – there's no more – this is a coincidence, right? Oh, they just – we did this against the Saints. At least I did. Well, I mean, they had so many opportunities and – Kamara, if he doesn't fumble there, mm-hmm. if they don't, well, there's a reason that these guys are messing up in these spots. And right. that reason is the Niners' defense. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's where, that's kind of how I feel about uh, Minnesota right now. Mm-hmm. Like at some point, when you're in week 16 and it's like, oh, they got lucky. Like at some, <laughs> at some point, you're good enough to to win these tight games. Right. There are multiple ways to make a salad, as I say. Yeah. And I think the Vikings are living dangerously, but until it actually burns them, more power to you. Like, I think they're, now I will say, and Sidney Johnson, real quick, uh, Sidney Johnson on YouTube asked, how much film do you need? I don't know if he's asking that to us or if they're asking that to us. Possibly. Let's go but with it. But I don't need any more on Brock Purdy. I've said that. I've stated right. that. I'm on. Like, I'm in. I was, in, I was in after the I was in after the Miami game. <laughs> I, I had Ryan Dirty with Purdy ready to go. I wasn't like out, but I was definitely kind of like, okay, let me see. Like he let I can't, let me just see. And after this week, it was really after last week, mm-hmm. but especially after this week, because I thought the Niners might struggle offensively today, having nothing to do with who the quarterback is. Mm-hmm. I would have thought that with Jimmy or Trey or Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers. Like the the Washington is a good defense and Good defensive lines that get pressure up the middle just give quarterbacks problems. Yeah. Like, that's just any quarterback. So that was my concern today. It was not Purdy-related. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, the only boxes I have left for Purdy to check are in the playoffs. Right. And I, that's just because the playoffs are a different animal. Would I like to it, – it, it's not a matter of need. It's, yeah, sure, if, if the Niners happen to get down in the playoffs and Brock Purdy has to bring them back, we have no clue if he can do that or not because we haven't – he hasn't needed to. Mm-hmm. So it, would I like to see that? Sure. But I'm not going to say I want the Niners to go in and go down to, to the Raiders 17-0 to figure that out. Right. So I don't think it's a matter of need. It's just if you're asking me, okay, well, if there's anything else that you'd like to see from him, it would be this. But we both understand that there's a good possibility based on how good this defense is. We're not going to see it before the playoffs. And here's the kicker. We might not see it throughout the whole entirety of the playoffs <laughs> until you get to the Super Bowl if the the Chiefs are waiting for you and maybe I'll put the Bills in there and not to be disrespectful I'd say maybe the Eagles like there's just no other teams besides those three teams offensively that I think are really going to challenge this Niners defense yeah and maybe I'm sleeping on the Vikings yeah the Vi- I mean it'd be interesting the thing I don't trust about the Cowboys is just yeah, Mike McCarthy and the Cowboys. I just being don't. The Cowboys. Yeah, just I, it feels weird. Cowboys. It feels weird to say like, yeah, the Cowboys might be a problem because it we've feels done weird it. to say we, we, we've been right, doing been that there. for a Show decade. Me. Show man. me. We did that with, me. before Dak with Romo. <laughs> they're gonna be a yeah. problem. I just need to show. I, you got to show me first. If they're a problem, then the Niners have been the solution. Yeah, you know, uh, every I'm team they've played. Enter any team that they played in the playoffs for the last decade. And if they're playing the Cowboys, they're mm. playing them at Levi Stadium, where the 49ers are seven and one this year. I'm, I'll bet the house on the on the now on the Niners. Right. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, and especially with with the way the defensive lines coming together. Matt Barrows had this. Matt Barrows from the Athletic 
that Javon Kinlaw was supposed to get 10 to 15 snaps a day. He got 15 and then was walking around the sideline asking anybody with any decision-making power, like, I want to play more. Get wow. me in. I want to play more. I feel good. I want to play more. Walked up to Kyle Shanahan mid-game and went, put me in. Yeah, let me spin. Yeah, let, if you want to win, put Javon in. <laughs> so, no, that's good. Not that Javon Kinlaw is this crazy, like, over-the-top excellent playmaker, but he makes a difference. He's a talented player in the middle of that defensive line, mm-hmm. and more playmakers is is good news for this defense. Let's let's talk more about the defense. And Nick Bosa, I think he's the defensive player of the year, and I think he established that today. We'll talk about him on the other side. 888-957-9570. That's the phone number. That's the Xfinity mobile text line. And I see you guys flying around YouTube and Twitch. YouTube.com slash 957thegame. Twitch.tv slash 957thegame. I'm Kyle Madsen. He's Alan Styles. Cam Williams hanging out with us. This is uh, overtime on 957 The Game. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. To overtime with Kyle Madsen and Alan Styles on 95.7 The Game. I appreciate people who watch us on YouTube and Twitch and who listen, whether you're listening terrestrially mm-hmm. or on the Odyssey app or online. I appreciate everybody always. Even the person that's like, you suck. Shout out to you. Yeah. Like, I get, not everybody's going to like me. That's fine. Thank you. But shout out to everybody for listening, especially on Christmas Eve. Whether you're working, or you're not celebrating, or you're trying to get away from your family, right. or you're hanging out with your family listening or watching, yeah, which would be up. tight as well. Uh, really appreciate it always, but but definitely appreciate it in the holiday season. That 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 really means a lot, yeah. and I appreciate the heck out of it. So, thanks everybody, and thank you to you for being here, and thank you to Cam for being here as well. You know, it's just one of those things, Christmas Eve is, you know, a lot of people do dinner. Right, a lot, a lot of people either do the Christmas Eve dinner or the Christmas dinner. So if you're listening to us and you still did, you still did the the Christmas Eve dinner, or you're about to do it, or you haven't done it yet, or you do the Christmas dinner, thank you. And if we're the soundtrack to your meal, <laughs> fix that. There you go. Enjoy the prime rib and some post game talk. How about it? That's what's going on today. The Niners needed that. Mm-hmm. Had they fallen? to the commanders like 20 to 13. I wouldn't have gotten on here and ripped them. 
because you can lose badly in the NFL. And so the Vikings, remember earlier this year, the Vikings lost at home to the Cowboys 40-3. to They got smacked. And they're fine. Yeah. They won their division, and they're going to be a top three seed. So they're chilling. People still don't but, believe in them. Right. But the Niners going and winning the way they did today, moving the ball as efficiently as they did, mm-hmm. you'd love to see them be better in the red zone. They're one for five there today. They're going to have to score touchdowns more often. Right. Uh, against better teams. You cannot rely on the boom plays. They're going to come, but also you get you get into the playoffs. Look, now here's the thing. Because, assuming you get Debo back, it, it is going to be hard to take away. You take away one person. You can't, like we said, you can't take away everybody, but... Good defenses are going to find ways to not get beat like that. I would like to think. So mm-hmm. you have to be, as we've said, I've been really nice to Kyle Shanahan, but I will say you got to be a little bit more inventive in the in the red zone. Mm-hmm. I, I would love to see, you know, McCaffrey on one side, TDP on on the right side. Just it, it just seemed it was a, it was a little vanilla today in the red zone. Yeah, and that's that's one of the things that I'm interested to see in the playoffs. Because mm-hmm. like you talked about keeping the playbook sewn up against a team like the Raiders. Exactly. I'm wondering if that's where we'll see in the postseason. We'll see some of that red zone creativity that we that we haven't really seen today. There was that 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 sequence on the Niners' first drive mm-hmm. where they get down inside the 15, and on third and one they hurry up, line it up because it was Ty Davis Price, right? First running back off the bench today. They went to him early, earlier than we'd seen Jordan Mason typically come in. So it was Ty Davis Price finally gets some burn. I thought he looked pretty good today. I did too. I mean, to be honest. It's- Really, some of the first I've seen him in the preseason, but I haven't mm-hmm. really seen him that much this season at all or at all. Well, even in week two, Kyle Shanahan said this this week. We in week two when he got a bulk of the carries against the Seahawks, mm-hmm. he had a high ankle sprain that he hurt had like early in the game and yeah. played through it. Yeah, so this is the first time he's really been able to carry the ball when healthy. And you saw some of the flashes of why they they took him in the third round. He, I, I thought he looked good, but but. They give it to him on first and second down. They get to third and one. They hustle up to the line, give it to him again up the middle. When Washington had stacked the middle, mm-hmm. uh, they were ready for, for that exact play. And the Niners ran it. They get nothing. They go to fourth and one. And then they do this triple option to use check where it was a toss to use check. And he was running with McCaffrey. And he tried to hurdle a guy. And mid hurdle, he tried to pitch it. And it was way behind McCaffrey. You had to kind of reach out and grab it one handed and then got knocked out of bounds. Didn't get the first down. That's the kind of play that it's like, okay. The play call in and of itself wasn't mm-hmm. great in that spot. The execution was poor. But it's the third and one that bothered me. Right. Like, just lining up and running. Like, this is a good defense. You can't do that. I Have guess, the creativity on third down. But that's what I'm saying. I'm not going to say we want him to be more creative and then he's not. But you still got to pick your spots. Yes, that's it. Pick the spots. That's mm-hmm. a great way to put it. Yeah. He and, didn't pick and, his spots there. And that's fine. Not everybody's going to be perfect. No, no. And I, and I think this, look. We stopped, or at least I stopped, after seeing just the parody this year with the NFL and all the upsets that we've seen, and you fade, you fade the public. You go one way, you go the other. You haven't really been able to just there. Only there haven't been that many locks right mm. th- this season. At least it doesn't feel like it. So it's hard to complain when the Niners have just found ways throughout this stretch to just win. Mm-hmm. It's, it might not have been pretty. Might not have had makeup on it. Whatever it is. They've just gotten W's where other teams have not gotten W's. Yeah, and they've they've figured out a way to do this thing where they just kind of like quietly dominate games. Mm-hmm. Like that game against Seattle last week, it was 21-13, which doesn't seem like a dominant game, but Seattle never had the ball with a chance to tie it. Right. And even if they did get the ball back in the last two minutes, did you think they were going to go down and tie it? I no. Didn't. No. And that's what they just kind of quietly in today. 37-20, I mean, the way that game kind of went, it was like, oh, yeah, they won by 17. And it's, it's just kind of... Right. Like, but this one did actually show it, it right, yeah, on it the scoreboard. Yeah, it did. A lo- a lo- by the end it did. Right, by the end it did. And a lot of the other games, they haven't. It's just a classic when you're watching when you're watching TV, and it's a, it's a classic in any sport. Well, Bob, they're down two, but it feels like they're down 20. That's, mm-hmm. what, it's, that's what it is against the Niners. You might mm-hmm. only be down... You know, a touchdown, but it just it, because of that defense, it feels like a lot more, and that makes you have to that makes you have to make decisions that you typically wouldn't in certain spots. 
Somebody asked in the YouTube chat, Haven't, hasn't the red zone problem been a problem all season long? That's Kyle's kryptonite. I want to push back on that just a little bit. Today it definitely was, and there have been spots this season where it's been like, what is that play call in the red zone? Mm-hmm. Today was bad in the red zone. But they going into today, they were ranked 14th in the league in, in red zone touchdown rate. And then last year they were first. Mm. They were the best team in the league at converting their red zone trips to touchdowns. Right. So I wouldn't call it a kryptonite. I think that there's almost a, this is the total theory, that there's a paralysis by overanalysis mm-hmm. where it's like, dude, you have Christian McCaffrey. He is one of the most effective red zone players in the league. Use him on something other than a run up the middle. Please. You have Debo Samuel, one of the most effective red zone players in the league. Use him as something other than a decoy. Right. In the red zone. Please. And George Kittle. Who granted seven touchdowns, eight touchdowns now, career high. Utilize him in the red zone. Juwan Jennings, great on third downs. Guess what? Could probably use him in the red zone. Mm-hmm. But there's all these weapons. I think there needs to be a level of creativity, but then there also just needs to be a level of just like, dog, let go and let God. Right. Like, let, <laughs> Christian McCaffrey's going to win his matchup. Yeah. Debo Sam is going to win his matchup. Brandon Ayu is going to win. Somebody's going to win. Let him, go, let him go play and let Brock Purdy make a decision. I think that's what we saw a lot of, even specifically in the red zone, but also early on in Brock's, Brock's struggles. And again, we're getting to the point now, as we've said, it's hard to figure out if if Kyle Shanahan's playing playing it a bit coy or if this, this is just what he's putting out in the streets right now in terms of an offense. But you do look up and it's, man, that it feels like, I think what it is, when you have the, the, the bevy of talent that the Niners have, it's not realistic, but when they have like the, the, a very quick three and out, it just is, it's just, why? How does that happen? You know, and I know Debo's mm-hmm. out, but with the players that you have, and I know you have your third-string quarterback, Mr. Irrelevant, but with the players you have, with Christian McCaffrey, with, 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 with Brandon Ayuk, with George Kittle, and you look up and literally, Kyle, you go up to get a, to get a drink of water, and it's third and third and seven, how does it happen? And it happens because what we talked about, we know you got to keep the defense off, you know, keep the defense honest, but do we have to look up and two runs up the middle, first and second down? Do you have to do that? When it comes to the creativity, and we talked about the jet sweep stuff earlier, mm-hmm. how were there not four plays in the playbook just for Danny Gray? Right. Danny Gray, you drafted him because he's fast as hell. Do you know what the Chiefs do with McCole Hardman? We watched him do it against the Niners. Is McCall Hardman the best route runner in the league? No. But guess what? They're going to set it up where he's going to get one-on-one with a cornerback that he can run past. Mm-hmm. Or they're going to put him in motion and get him the ball and get blockers in front and let him get to the edge and let him outrun some people. Backyard football. Yeah. Danny Gray, can he block? Probably not a great blocker. Is right. he a great route runner? Maybe not right now. But, dude, there's things you can utilize him for. That's what I would like to see. Again, this Niner team has some of the best decoys in the league in Debo Samuel and Christian McCaffrey. You have to account for them, and they can. The, the, the best part, or I guess the most important part about using the word decoy, it's because they can do so much. They can catch the football, they can run the football. If it's a running back that just runs, like Derrick Henry, I would not really call a decoy. Because you might not give him the football, but I wouldn't necessarily call him a decoy. You know, A.J. Brown, I wouldn't necessarily call him a decoy. These guys do more specific things, right, than the jack-of-all-trades that we have with Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel. And and Danny Gray, we don't know what he could be. All we do know is that we should at least be able to see one jet jet sweep and just let him run. Maybe Mm -hmm. the defense sniffs it out. Maybe they know it's coming because that guy hasn't played all season, and we know he probably can't do this, can't do that. That's why he can't get on the field. But let's at least see it. Keep him honest. Just add another decoy to the mix. I guess that's kind of what Ray Ray McLeod has been. I guess. I guess. If that's yeah. yeah. And is it too late now that you're not just gonna you know? Uh, is this a moot point because at this point you're not gonna throw in a Danny Gray with two games left in the season? Why not? Maybe now's the time to do it. Maybe, or maybe, maybe that time has passed. <laughs> yeah. I always said Danny Gray and Trey Lance, package deal, you know. They, one can't play without the other. That's what I thought about Trey Lance and Trey Sermon. And then Trey <laughs> Sermon got cut. <laughs> right. So, Nick Bosa, I said, I, I mentioned this before the break. 
I thought he was the DPOY favorite going into today. Mm-hmm. And then today, seven tackles, two sacks, four quarterback hits, two tackles for loss, and a forced fumble. Also had a sack on the two-point conversion that doesn't get counted as a sack. Okay. So that doesn't go down on his statue, but he did have a sack there. And he did do he the had, shrug. He did. He definitely did the shrug. And then he had a couple where he was hitting Carson Wentz late in the game, hitting him as he threw, mm-hmm. where he got very, very close to a couple more. And his ability late in these games, especially when a team is down a couple scores, and this is a big part of the reason why it's so hard to score on the Niners, especially late in games when you have to throw it. Mm-hmm. Because when Nick Bosa decides your left tackle is not blocking him on that on that rep, it's curtains. It's over. And he does that late in games where he knows pinning the ears back and going. Right. And it was just consecutive plays. And he's just in the backfield constantly. And I think there's other parts of their defense, especially in the second level, that get overlooked. But when the when it comes down to crunch time, it's Bosa, man. And when you look at this defense and what he means for their defense, I have a hard time believing there is a more impactful defensive player in the league right now. He should be the DPOY. I think he will There's be. two games left. Yeah. Maybe something weird happens. But I would be shocked if he doesn't win. Everybody, look, the, the media is already talking about it. He, he, he's been doing it at a high level. He's been doing it in certain spots. We know some of this is not just when you do, you know, how you do it, but when you do it, he's done it. He's done it in premier games. He's done it when, you know, they've been the talk of the town and everybody's watching those games. I, I, I don't even know who's necessarily, I, I know that there are different options, but I couldn't even tell you off the top of my head. It's, them or Bosa because of how good he's been. Obviously, there's names you can always throw in the hat and say, hey, you." because I, I don't watch every single game. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But from what I've seen from Nick Bosa, it's hard for me to believe there's somebody out there making that much of an impact. And, and another overused term, game wrecker. But that's what he is. Yes. That's what he is. Yes. And don't let, like to your point, don't let them get a lead. If the Niners get a lead and we know you have to throw, it's over. The Commanders, their yep. only shot was somehow punching the Niners in the mouth early and nursing a lead. That yep. was their only. That was their only chance. And today. they tried. They tried. They had the right game plan, mm-hmm. and we saw it early. Their first two drives was run, run, pass, run, right. run, pass, punt. Mm-hmm. That was their. That was their. That was their game plan. <laughs> and they're not built. They're like the Niners. They're not built to play from behind. No. And by the way, I don't know if a lot of teams are. Yeah, there's well, it's all the teams of the league quarterback. Exactly. Like, like, hey, yeah, you get a couple defensive stops, you're gonna score and you're gonna get back into the game. Mm-hmm. But that's that's the thing with the Niners. The 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 commanders are trying to play ball control and they were going to run the ball and they were gonna take advantage of the Niners being aggressive, getting downhill, and they were gonna take some shots over the top. And they just weren't there. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things with this Niners defense is like there's just not something where it's like that can be exploited. Like, man, that's going to be a problem. Right. Is Talano Hufanga going to overrun three plays a game? Yes. Is Tayshawn Gibson going to get beat to an angle a couple times a game? Yes. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, man, they're just... I'm running out of superlatives. Like, they're just a really, really good unit that plays on a string. They're getting close, right? I think people have used the H word already, as in historic... But I don't think we can do that yet. But they are on the right trajectory. We'll say that. They're on the right trajectory based on what we've seen throughout this season. Well, here, here's, here's when we talk about historic defenses. Mm-hmm. Win a Super Bowl, man. Like That's the thing. Like 2011. The is it 20, 2011 and 2012 and 2019? All great defenses. Like I'm not taking anything away. The 2011-2012 teams are two of my favorite 49ers teams of all time. Mm-hmm. Peak of my fandom. I was 21 and 22 years old. Those were my dudes. Just a a young buck Kyle. Those were my dudes. Mm -hmm. But they didn't win it. 2019, great defense. Didn't win it. And this defense will go down as one of those defenses. Like, man, that 22 team was really good, but you know what? Fell short. Well, you could say that, number one, a defense that should be seen as historic 
can essentially win you a Super Bowl, right? Number one. Totally. And number two, to use the word quite literally, historic, you won a Super Bowl, you go down in history. So That's what I mean. Th- those are those are kind of the prerequisites, I guess you could say, to to, to if you want to put them in that conversation. Number one, you were maybe you weren't the you maybe you you weren't necessarily the reason, but you were one of the main reasons that you won the Super Bowl if if that was needed, right? And number two, you go down in history because you won the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. All these other teams and all these other defenses, they don't they don't they don't hang banners for Super Bowl runner ups. No, they don't do that. No, and that's where like if this team wants to firmly be, and that's what I mean. Like I'm not on board with your season didn't matter if you didn't win the title mm-hmm. because I I think in the in the scope of that year yes but when you talk historically and you talk bigger picture you can take things away from a year like the Warriors going 73 and nine still matters right like that's incredible mm-hmm. whether they won the title or not that's unbelievable so that's what I mean with this defense there's always going to be arguments like 22 verse 19 verse 11 verse 12 and obviously there was there were great defenses in the in the 80s like I don't want to. I don't want to disparage those teams either. Yeah. But when you talk about these modern defenses of the last 20-plus years, the the way this team can for sure get above 19 or 11 or 12 is to get to that last final step. Mm-hmm. So I think they're on that track. And in this day and age, with as good as offenses are, the fact that the Niners have a defense – where you're very confident they're going to get a stop in a big spot, that matters. Right. And that's why we can sit here and have this conversation about Brock Purdy because if the 49ers had a top 20 defense, let's say their defense is ranked 19th, guess what? They're probably not 3-0 and with Brock Purdy right now. No. And that's not a slide on, no, on Brock. That has nothing to do with, right, that has nothing to do with Brock Purdy. Purdy is who he is right now. He's a rookie. Mm-hmm. You don't expect any rookie to make a Super Bowl run. It's never happened. Mm-hmm. And there's various reasons for that. But the reason it's even on the table and the reason their season's not over is because their defense is at that level where the quarterback just needs to come in and play like Brock Purdy has played. And I think he's even exceeded that a little bit. Exceeded yeah. the kind of low the the lowest bar for a quarterback for this team. He's certainly exceeded that. We will see as we get deeper and deeper into this season, the only way you can, you know, the only way at this point that we've seen, unless you have an elite quarterback, the only way you're going to be able to get over on this defense is if the Niners put you in a bad position, a la an interception, a la a fumble. Yeah. If you're starting, you know, from the 25-yard line, good luck. Good luck. Now, with that being said, that goes back to the quarterback play. That goes back to the plays that are called. Mm. It's going to be quite the tango. It's going to be quite the dance in the playoffs for Kyle Shanahan because, look, you you got to put points on the board, but you can only take so many chances because you know, just like any other defense, no matter how historic the defense is, you can't put them in bad spots. Yeah. And that is going to be, I think, the biggest one of the biggest decisions for Kyle Shanahan in the playoffs. Your risk analysis, as you said earlier, and and – how much boom or bust and how high risk, high reward do we want to be? As much as we trust the defense, we can't put them in, in situations time and time again. Because we saw, we watched, before Charverius Ward, I, I don't know if he was injured at this point or if he was just gassed. He was huffing and puffing. And I think it was after the interception when they were all in the red zone. He was huffing and puffing. And, we're like, and you said, well, yeah, they've been on, they've been on the field for about 25 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a way to beat them, but it's also the Niners kind of beating themselves. And there was also something with Traverius Ward today. When he did leave the game, mm-hmm. it was because he was nauseous. See? And so, yeah. I think they went back and evaluated him for a concussion because that is one of the symptoms. Mm-hmm. And he had just cleared con- concussion protocol. Got it. And so that's why I think he was in the medical tent and then they took him to the locker room. I think he probably wasn't feeling great, and maybe that's a little bit of the reason we saw that. Mm-hmm. But also, they had been on the field forever at that point. And to your to to what you to what you just said about the Niners being defense being put in a bad spot, Eric Branch, San Francisco Chronicle points this out. Washington's point total of twenty, mm-hmm. and their rushing output of seventy nine yards, the two highest totals against the 49ers since October twenty third. See, I mean that's. 
wild. Right. And it, but it's not this not the, the it's not two months. It's not the commanders starting from scratch on a lot of those in a lot of some of it, sure. They played a little bit better offensively than we thought, but yeah. also they had two they had they had a legit touchdown drive in the third quarter, four plays, seventy five yards. That was with the deep throw to, to Terry McLaurin. <laughs> the lollipop. touchdown. Yep. That was a seventy five <laughs> yard drive. But that other one after the interception off Jawan Jennings hands at the end of the first half, mm-hmm. they got the ball at the thirty one. Right. They had to go thirty one yards. And then the other one was the 11-play, 82-yard drive late in the game where the Niners were like, yeah, take everything underneath. Right. Take whatever you want underneath. You're just not going to get that quick strike. And they, they went down and, and scored a touchdown. Although, Dre Greenlaw robbed of interception. I'm going to continue saying that. That was so weird. They called it incomplete. I never saw a ball, an angle where the ball hit the ground. Right. And, and then, then it, it was, kind of popped up under. It was the quickest challenge ever. They didn't, but they didn't challenge it because Shanahan challenged to say it was incomplete, and I don't think you can review that it was an interception. Mm. Weird. And they ended up calling it incomplete. Yeah. Very odd. Yeah. Real you quick, know, overtime overachiever. Nick Bosa, again. He was incredible. Yeah. I'm not going to go with... with I'm going to go Ty Davis-Price simply, hey, simply because, right. you know, Jordan Mason, four carries last week, right? And, and Christian McCaffrey had 26. Different game today. Brock threw the ball around his highest, his highest yards since he's taken over as a starter. Mm-hmm. But Ty Davis-Price, nine carries. Yeah, average 3.3 yards per carry. But to come in, we really haven't seen him. No fumbles, right? I, I'll take that from Ty Davis Price. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make them the overachiever. It's all relative, Kyle. It's all relative. I love that. Special shout out to George Kittle as well. Dominant again. Six catches, 120 well, yards, go. two that, touchdowns. <laughs> it's Christmas Eve. We're getting out of here. Everybody who listened, everybody who watched, thank you so much. Have a wonderful Christmas. Have a wonderful holiday. Uh, if you're not celebrating again, just have a have an awesome weekend. We really appreciate you, Alan, Cam. Thank you guys so much for being here tonight. I appreciate it a ton. And Niners win. This is overtime. We'll be back next week couple weeks? In a couple weeks. Yeah. There will be an overtime next week after the Niners face the Raiders on Sunday, so tap into that. Uh, for Cam Williams, Alan Styles, I'm Kyle Madsen. This has been Overtime on 95.7 The Game. See ya! This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.